Good morning. Oh, how are you doing it for me? Great. Awesome. What? What? Oh, no. Okay. What? 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 Time out. Okay. Come on. Hey, Ron. Sorry to yes. interrupt. Thank you. Uh, I guess that's, yeah. No, sorry, I'll, I'll sorry, to inter- sorry to interrupt, Ron. That's just okay. need to interrupt that's... for a second. I don't know. I don't know if you know it, but Christmas is coming. Hey, Merry Christmas. And I don't know if you know this either, but um, Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Yeah. December 25th. Actually, that's not his birthday, but it's when we celebrate his birthday. (laughs) So we're not really sure exactly when his birthday is, but there is one person we know exactly when their birthday is. And who would that be? And that's Miss Lisa Estes. (laughs) Come up here, Lisa. Join us up here on stage. We've got... We've got a little tradition here that we do. It's kind of started our grow group, and we want you all to join in. If you haven't seen this before, it takes the pressure off everybody. We just sing happy birthday as bad as we can, and it takes all the pressure off those of y'all who can't sing like me, and it, ju- it just makes it easier. So um, Lisa's 20-something. I, don't, I didn't ask the exact year, but you don't ask ladies that. So um, what we're going to do real quick is join in me. Join me in. Yeah, join me in singing happy birthday as badly as you can to Lisa. One, two, three, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lisa. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. We love you. Thank you, Greg. (laughs) Happy birthday, Lisa. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'm not. I've got an elders meeting today, so I'm good. (laughs) We can go longer than 2 o'clock now. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, man, I've been up here in a while. Uh, I tell you what, before I get started, I've got a couple of things to attend to, okay? I've got a gift I need to give out. So, Katie Warren, if you would come up. Katie Warren, come on up. I have a gift for Katie. Come on up here. I have a gift for Katie. Now, this gift I'm going to give you comes with just a few rules, very few rules, okay. One, what's in here you get to keep, okay? And you can keep it yourself, or if you want to share it with your family, that's up to you, okay? Secondly, I need to ask you questions about the gift before and after you open it, okay? All right. Uh, Third, I don't want you to take the gift out. They don't have to see it. It's your gift, and your family's gift is not theirs. And I don't want you to tell what it is, okay? Got it? It's your gift. It's not their gift. Okay. All right, so first, what do you, come over here. If I'm going to ask questions, she's got to be able to answer, right? Okay. Um, go ahead. Why don't you stand right here? That makes more sense. Okay. What are you thinking right now? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you don't trust me? I, I don't trust <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Sorry. She knows me too well. All right. Well, okay. okay. Go ahead and open it. Okay, now, let me ask you, uh, 
Is it something of value? Yes. Yes. And is it something you can enjoy? Yes. And will you use it and keep it and it's yours to keep? Promise. Yes. Thank you. All right, you can go sit down. That's it. That's all you got to do. Easy. I have another gift I'd like to hand out. Katie Myers, if you'd come up, please. It's not all for the Katie, so you're okay. Don't worry. All right. You might as well come over here because I got Okay. Now, I got a gift for you. It's from me and my family. And it's to you, and if you want to share it with your family, it's up to you, okay? Uh, but same rules. I've got some questions to ask you about it, okay? okay? Uh, it's yours to keep, and if you want to share it with your family, it's up to you. Uh, I don't want you to tell what it is, and I don't want you to take it out of the box yet, okay? You can do it after the service or whatever, but it's your gift. It's not their gift, okay? It's your gift, okay? All right, so what do you, now that Katie Warren's opened hers, what are you thinking? I'm excited. <laughs> Is that because you trust me? I don't know. It's a gift. <laughs> that was not wrong answer. <laughs> wrong answer. But I do like the answer, though. But it's a gift. Oh, that could play into the sermon. Okay. All right. So if you'll go ahead and open it. And it says Noel on it. And we were just singing Noel. Yeah, that's good. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Is it something of value? Yes. It is. Is it something you will enjoy? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, good. All right, well, very good. Nick, sit down. Okay. Sit down. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> I like gifts at Christmas, don't y'all? Do y'all know it? Okay, awesome. When I ask a question, respond. I don't ask questions very often, okay, because I don't know what you're going to say, but that's a pretty easy one. Uh, I like gifts, and I know at Christmas time, people give gifts, people get gifts. And one of the gifts I remember getting as a kid, I was 12 years old. One of my favorite gifts of all time. I was about around 12 years old, and there was this game I wanted. Now, this game was called, I believe, if I remember, it was called Pro Draft. Pro Draft was a game that had football cards. <clears throat> and you would sit around, and you would draft these football players. And over on the other side would be a card, and it would give them a value. So you would draft the players, and you'd get the value, and you could trade players and do things like that. It was a game. When I gave my parents my list for Christmas, it was at the top of the list because that's the one I desperately wanted. So my, my parents decided to go buy it. I didn't know that. I was hoping. One day when it was getting closer to Christmas, my mom asked me to go out. There was a building behind our house, and she said, I want you to go back there. I need something out of the deep freezer. I said, okay, I'll go get it. So I went and got something out of the deep freeze, and after I closed the door, I happened to look up on the shelf above the deep freeze, and there was a sack up there. And inside the sack, the sack was open, and I could see a box inside, and it said, Pro Draft. I'm getting my gift. It's a good day for Ron. <laughs> Very good day. But somehow, in my exuberance, I think I must have shared that with somebody that I knew that I was getting it because my mom found out. My mom was a little sneaky, and so here's what she did. I was supposed to get pro-draft Christmas morning. So we had family coming over on Christmas Eve, and, or we went over to their house. And so while we were there, I received a gift unexpectedly. And 
my sister or somebody asked me, said, do you know what that is? I have no clue what this is because I don't know who it's coming from. I don't know why I'm getting it tonight because I'm not supposed to be getting anything extra. So I opened the gift. It was pro-draft. My mom was so sneaky that because I knew what I was getting, she had to surprise me some way, so she surprised me on the night I was getting it. Loved that gift. Best gift ever, okay? I don't still have it, but it's gone. But best gift ever. And so my parents said, you know what? I'm going to surprise him. It's so important. I want to surprise him. If he already knows he's getting it on Christmas morning, we'll give it to him early. Well, that was a great gift for me. And it was a big surprise. But I like gifts. And you know, here at the church, we're talking about for the next few weeks the gifts of Christmas. And Jeff talked about the gift of a promise kept last week. There was a gift that God had made to Israel about a coming Savior. And he kept that promise. There was also a promise that he made to Simeon about that he wouldn't die until he saw the Christ. And he kept that promise and Simeon saw the child. There's another gift I want us to talk about today. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2 in just a minute. Now, <clears throat> it won't be up on the screen now. If you'll notice, like Matt was saying, it's actually on the insert of the Grove at a Glance. So if you don't have your Bible and you don't have it on your phone, you could always look in there. Okay? Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> While you're turning there, there's one thing I noticed about gifts. One, the giver gives it voluntarily. It's a voluntary gift. You don't have to, but you want to. You want to give somebody something. And usually there's a cost involved. Usually you're either having to buy it, you're having to shop for it, you're having to go to several different online sites to find exactly the one you're looking for, or you have to home make it. Okay? So there's some cost to you as the giver to giving that gift. But there's also a value on that gift. There's something about that gift that's valuable to the one receiving the gift. Okay? And that gift is meant to be enjoyed. Okay? So that's the four parts of the gift I want to concentrate on this morning. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. And I don't have it marked, so I'm going to have to struggle getting to the scripture just like anybody else would. All right, Ephesians chapter 2. Starting with verse 1, uh, let's see, starting with verse 4, going through verse 9. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The gift of grace given to us. You know what grace means? Unmerited favor. You have the favor of someone that you didn't have to earn. In fact, this grace, as it's referred to in here, is talking about it's an unmerited favor. 
It is something you cannot earn and you do not deserve. The grace that God has given to us is something we cannot earn and we do not deserve. It is a gift. It is something that is voluntarily given. There's a cost involved for what he gave us. There's a value to it. It's meant to be enjoyed. I got to thinking about this whole concept of grace. I'm probably not going to get real detailed on it. But let me give you, there's two facets of grace that Jesus has done for us. There's the one facet of our sins have been forgiven. Because of our sin and our sin nature, we are separated from God. And what he has done with his grace is he has provided a way for our sins to be forgiven. Okay? Jesus died for us, and he shed his blood so that those sins could be forgiven. And we're well aware of our sin because when we were sinners, we were steeped in it. We were good at it. Okay? But once we accept Christ, there's another aspect of grace that sometimes we don't like to concentrate on because we don't want to get, we don't want to get unappreciative. Okay? But this other aspect of grace is not just what Christ has done away with. It's what he's given us. And he's given us a lot more than we realize. He's given us so much that you cannot earn it and you do not deserve it. But he has given it to us just the same. In fact, in 2 Corinthians, it talks about this. So let's go and read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And again, it's in your handout if you don't see it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to start with verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He, in accepting Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the sins are forgiven and you are made new. The old man is gone and the new man is here. It is only by the gift of grace, something we cannot earn and we do not deserve. He has given us so much. Again, we understand our sin because we are around it all the time. I want to go to, I'm not going to read the scriptures, but I'm going to read a list. We've been studying this in my grow group and on my Friday morning men's group. 
I want to read a list, and I'm going to give you the scripture references. If you want this after church, I'll be glad to give it to you. I'm going to tell you who we are in Christ, and it's humbling. It's humbling enough. It's humbling to know our sin and realize we're not worthy. It's more humbling to realize how big a gift He gave us. Okay, so I want to read this list. Don't try to go to all the scripture references because you won't be able to keep caught up. But I've got them, all right? And some of this we actually read, and some was actually in Perry's song that we were singing earlier. Wow, timely. According to John 1, 12, once I've, these, are, these are after you've accepted Christ. When you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and that you will trust him with your life, this is a little explanation of some of the things that God gives us in his grace. According to John 1, 12, I'm God's child. According to John 15, 15, I am Christ's friend. According to Romans 5, 1, I have been justified. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, I am united with the Lord and I am one in spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6.20, I have been bought with a price. I belong to God. 1 Corinthians 12.27, I'm a member of Christ's body. Ephesians 1.1, I am a saint. King James Version says saint. A lot of the newer translations, I think, say holy people. Okay, similar, similar thing, saint, holy people. Ephesians 1.5, I've been adopted as God's child. Ephesians 2.18, I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Colossians 1.14, I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. Colossians 2.10, I am complete in Christ. Romans 8.1 and 2, I am free from condemnation. Romans 8.28, I am assured that all things work together for good. Romans 8.31-34, 30, I am free from any condemning charges against me. Romans 8.35-39, I cannot be separated from the love of God. 2 Corinthians 1.21-22, I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. Philippians 1.6 I am confident that the good work God has begun in me will be perfected. Philippians 3.20 I am a citizen of heaven. Colossians 3.3 I am hidden with Christ in God. 2 Timothy 1.7 I, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hebrews 4.16, I can find grace and mercy in time of need. 1 John 5.18, I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. Matthew 5.13-14, I am the salt and light of the earth. John 15.1-5, I am a branch of the true vine, a channel of his life. John 15.16, I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. Acts 1.8, I am a personal witness of Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.16, I'm God's temple. 
2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, I am a minister of reconciliation for God. 2 Corinthians 6, 1, I am God's co-worker. Ephesians 2, 6, I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realm. Ephesians 2.10, I'm God's workmanship. Ephesians 3.12, I may approach God with freedom and confidence. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a gift. That's a gift. We didn't earn it. And we don't deserve it. We, don't, we didn't earn any of those. And we don't deserve any of those. But Jesus... Thankfully, was sent by God the Father to come to earth and to be and to give us the gift of grace. Something we couldn't do on our own. He came to give us things we did not earn and could not deserve. There's actually a scripture in the Isaiah that talks about our righteous acts are as filthy rags. Yep. In Kentucky... There was a different saying. The best I can do is sorry enough. That's true. The best I can do is sorry enough. But what he can do, now you're talking. It's what he does for us. It's the gift of grace. It's the gift. Think about this. God voluntarily sent his son Jesus to earth. Jesus voluntarily died on that cross and shed his blood for me so that my sins could be forgiven. He died and he was raised again to show his power and authority over death. I have been given things I could not get on my own. It is the gift of grace. Not only did Jesus bring the gift of grace, catch this, this astounds me, not only did he bring the gift of grace, he is the gift of grace. He is unmerited favor. Think about that. Not only did he bring us the gift, he is the gift. He is the gift of grace. What a gift. In fact, let's go to John chapter 1. Expounds on that just a little. John chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 1. And this scripture is rich. And I'm going to try to read it slowly because I want everything to come out of it. There's a particular spot I really want to concentrate on, but there's so much in here. John chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. 
He himself was not the light, but he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I like the comment it made in John that Jesus was full of grace and truth. Truth is, we didn't earn anything and we don't deserve it. Truth is, we were sinners. Truth is, we're separated from God. Truth is, the best that we could do was sorry enough. The grace is, he came and gave us a gift. He did for us what we could not earn and we did not deserve. He was full of truth. He was full of grace. It exuded from him. We see throughout scripture how, how much God loves. You know why? Because God is love. It exudes from him. It is who he is. Jesus is grace. He came and brought us grace. But just the fact that he came was grace. The fact that he would even come around us was grace. That was his grace. So when we accept Jesus Christ, look at all that we get. Not only do we have the bad taken away and the sins forgiven, he gives us so much that we don't earn and we do not deserve. That's the gift that he brought to us. That's the gift of grace. Let me read something. I wrote down, as best I could, a summary of the gospel of Christ. It doesn't touch everything. Probably omits a lot of stuff. But I like it. I'm going to read it to you. Because I'll make sure everybody understands it so that nobody leaves today and they don't understand the gospel. God created the heavens and the earth. God created Adam and Eve and gave them life. They had a relationship with God. One day, Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and that sin severed their relationship with God. God called Abraham to start a family that would grow to be a nation. Out of that nation, God sent his only son, Jesus, to come to earth. Jesus lived a sinless life while on earth. Jesus allowed mankind to crucify him. 
Jesus paid the penalty for our sins by shedding his blood. When we ask Jesus to forgive us and we place our faith and trust in him, our relationship with God is restored and we are made a new creation with the promise of eternal life with our Savior. Good news. That's good news. It's the gift of grace. We don't, we didn't earn this. We don't deserve it, do we? But he gave it to us. It was the gift of grace. It's what he gave us. The unopened gift. Have you ever had a time at your household after Christmas? Maybe the day after Christmas. And for whatever reason, there may be still like one or two gifts under the tree. Like maybe you just hadn't gotten out of town to give them those gifts. Maybe, maybe Aunt Susie was sick and you didn't get to give it to her. Or maybe Uncle Joe, you didn't get to get to his house for some reason and it's still sitting under the tree. I don't know if you've ever had that. I've had that happen before. I've seen it because I'll see like one little gift sitting under there. Oh, yeah, we got to get that to so-and-so's teacher because they were sick when they were at school. And all that. I don't like an unopened gift because somebody has voluntarily gone out and given a cost to provide something of value to someone they want to receive it. It's kind of a tragedy, isn't it, that there's a gift that's unopened that nobody knows what's in there except the giver. But the one that needs to receive it hadn't received it. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are living the life of the unopened gift. If you've not accepted what Jesus has to offer, why not? Your sins are forgiven. And he makes you new. The old is gone, and the new has come. It's good news. It's good news. But why not? Why not just, it's, it's really simple. Let me just explain it in case you go out of here and you need to explain it to somebody else. Or maybe you need to know. Let me tell you how simple it is to accept Christ. If you will sit down with them and have them pray, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me my sin, and I will trust you with my life. I can't think of anything else more theological that I need to do other than when you, when you pray that prayer, you mean it. He's going to take the old man out and make you brand new. He's going to allow you to shed those burdens that you've been dragging around. It's weighing you down. He's going to give you hope, and he's going to give you peace, and he's going to give you stuff you don't earn and you don't deserve. But he's going to give them to you anyway because it's a value, because he wants you to, he wants you to enjoy it. It come at a cost, the price of his son, but he gave it voluntarily to us. To me, that's good news. It's the gift of grace. Now, as Perry comes up this morning, I've asked him to sing a song, but here's, I've got instructions for us. 
So listen carefully. It's going to be very simple. Okay? If you're a believer, if you know Jesus Christ, if you know that, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, and you've trusted him with your life, when Perry begins to sing, I want you to come up. And I want you to come to the foot of the steps. You go over around the tree. You go over around by the piano, the communion table, wherever you can find room. Okay? If you're a believer, you can come up. And here's what I want you to do. And you can, by the way, you can stand. If you need to sit, that's okay. If you want to kneel, that's okay. If you need to bring a chair, if you're uncomfortable standing, if you need to bring a chair with you, that's okay too. I want you to come forward. We're going to thank him. For the gift. I love when the one who gives the gift is thanked because the person did a lot for you. God's done a lot for us. At this time of Christmas, I want us to go and I want us to thank Him for what He's done. Simple enough? All right, now let me go to the next step. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you can't think back to a time when you've really accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, you just wonder why not if today's that day here's what I want you to do I'm going to keep it very simple because it's hard enough to make that decision as it is make it very simple as you see people who are believers coming forward you go grab one and you grab them by the arm and you say I want to know Jesus now if you're a believer and they tug on your arm and they tell you that Turn and go with them. Okay? If you're not comfortable doing it, find somebody who is and go with them. If it's three or four of you, that's okay. Because if somebody's wanting to know Jesus, it's a good day to do it. And you lead them in this prayer. And now, I don't mind you praying for them, and I want you to pray with them. But there's a little bit of praying that they have to do. So if you're not a believer and you need that, and you're tired of running and not understanding, and you're just carrying this burden that you just want to get rid of, here's what you pray. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin, and I will trust you with my life. So if you're in that situation today, please look for somebody that's coming forward to be thankful. Grab their arm and just tell them. And I guarantee you, they will be, they will love to help you. So as he sings, he's just going to sing. And if y'all would, y'all just come forward, okay? God who answers sees me. Your promise I believe That you are You are You are God Bless the Lord And all that's within Oh my soul I cry out with all that I am, make me whole, here I stand, I place all
Bless the Lord and all that's within. Oh, my soul, I cry out with all that I am. Make me whole. Here I stand. I place all my hope in you. My healer will see. Jesus, we do thank you. First, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for sending your son. You gave up voluntarily for him to come to earth. And you knew the cost of what he would have to do. But you also knew the value to us and that you wanted us to enjoy it. You wanted to restore that relationship to us. We do thank you today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being that gift. For not just bringing us grace, but being the grace. For dying on the cross for our sins. And taking away that old stuff, Lord, we don't like. We, we just, that old man was going nowhere. And you made us new. You gave us newness of life. Lord, we give you thanks today. In the giving of all gifts, that was the greatest gift ever. And we thank you today for that gift. Lord, I just, I praise you today. And I honor you. And I want us to remember at this time of Christmas that as we are giving gifts, as we're enjoying the time together, we remember the gift of grace and how you gave it to us. Something that we cannot earn and that we do not deserve. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. And Lord, thank you for your grace. It is a great gift. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if y'all would, if y'all would stay up here, the song y'all sang earlier. I had it wrote, I had it written down. Hang on. While you're pulling that together, Ron, I want to say something. I want everybody just to peek <coughs> over your shoulder. Look at the look at the empty chairs. Okay, that's exciting, isn't it? But that's also scary. Um, and I'm going to share this with you. Coming up in January, February, we're going to be doing a series called Bold Love. It's going to begin talking about what love is biblically. We're going to talk about uh, Sean Elmore from the Open Door Pregnancy Center is going to be here in January uh, because it's the month of. Uh, I can't think of the official title, but Sanctity of Life. Thank you, Sherilyn. So she's going to be sharing with us about how to boldly love the hurting parents in our community, especially those that have met with unexpected pregnancy because they need to be loved boldly. 
as I was praying about the, the sermon series this morning, the Lord laid on my heart, how do we boldly love the lost? Look at the chairs. We don't have lost folks in our church. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I hope there's a day that we're seeing lost folks sitting in these chairs that are responding to this kind of message from Ron. Ron, thank you so much for a bold call for us. But we need to be praying about who it is that God is calling us to share this gift of grace with. Because as Ron was talking this morning about the sinner's prayer and those three things, I flashed back to July 17th, 1989, when I got out of my bed and I prayed those very things, desperate for Jesus. And there are people in our community that are desperate for the gift of grace. And we need to love them boldly in the name of Jesus to take the gift to them, to help them realize that all they have to do is unwrap that beautiful thing. I'm sharing this to ask you to pray over the next several weeks as we go through that as we prepare and go through that series so that the people that the Lord is laying on your heart that need to come to Christ, that you will be the only one to ever share that message with them or call for that response, you will be ready to obey because people need to know the gift of grace, don't they? They need to be able to come up and say, thank you, Lord, for this precious thing that you have given me and who I am in Christ. What an incredible list. There are people that are desperate to know that. So I'm sorry for interrupting, Ron. I could not not do that today. 